Hello. Welcome to Playing Favorites. I'm Nathaniel Brummer-Beller. I am very honored and very happy to be welcoming the person I've known the longest, <laughs> uh, my mom, Esther Brimmer. Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. I'm <laughs> delighted to be here. And indeed, I am honored to be the person who has known you the longest. <laughs> I remember when you first arrived. <laughs> yeah. That is lovely that you uh, have come on the show. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm delighted to be on the show. I think it's really cool that you have a podcast. Uh, I think it's just really fun that you're able that you're able to do this and that uh, people can listen. Well, I have to say, yeah, the concept itself is yeah, probably thanks to just having kind of spent my whole life be with parents and with around people who are interested in talking about culture you know and really <laughs> sort of watching movies and hearing jokes and listening to music and going places for as long as i can remember which is very lucky but uh, yeah i have you to thank for that it's fun to be able to sort of think about your favorite things and then hear what other people's favorite things are and then it gives you ideas of things to do or see and read so uh i'm gonna say i'm really enjoying listening to the podcast and just hearing where about really cool places people uh, enjoy. I've said this on almost every episode, but I'm going to say it again. I think these four things are not only things that I like to hear about when I get to know somebody, but they're just a great way of expressing who you are in ways that aren't necessarily obvious. So while I think I know you quite well, I'm still very interested to hear your answers, <laughs> or at least two of your answers, um, because the way our format works is you bring in four, and then we randomly, genuinely randomly, choose two to discuss. So, Mom, without further ado, let's yes. move on. So, before we hear your four choices, I just want to ask, what was the process like of choosing these? I asked you to bring in uh, your favorite or a favorite film, joke, album, and place. What was it like choosing those four? Well, you know, actually, um, it was funny. It's actually, it was really hard. Um, it was actually difficult to think of your favorite things now for different reasons. So the first one, probably the hardest, was actually the joke. Because <laughs> you and your father probably both agree, I'm not that funny. Uh, <laughs> both of you tell great <laughs> jokes, and I'm not a great joke. So I had to think about what what's funny. And fortunately, your father reminded me, he said, what makes you laugh? And then it was fun to think about what makes me laugh. Uh, what do I find funny? And uh, and so I uh, so, that, so that, that one was a challenge, but I, I enjoyed doing that. Um, movie was easy um and you won't be surprised with the movies um an album i had to think about there again i, I liked your point about what's your favorite and what's your favorite now or what's your favorite because it meant something to you in your life and so thinking about which of those to choose was actually quite a quite interesting and i think perhaps now because we haven't been able to travel in a long time thinking about a favorite place was very interesting and then to think about what what does a place mean to you and is it a particular place is it the feeling you have in that place that makes it important to you so that was actually pretty, maybe in some ways quite uh, uh poignant to be thinking about favorite places at a time when we're not traveling yeah well that's the idea is that i think each of these are quite evocative in their own way and now i want to hear please what those four things are so i like you say I have a pretty good guess <laughs> as to what they're gonna be, but I still I want I want I want to know. So, uh, film. Film. My first, my favorite film. You will not be surprised to hear is, of course, Chariots of Fire. Uh, <laughs> this film I loved. Um, uh, should I just tell you about it or tell you why I, I love it? Uh, I think just, just, just the name for now okay. because we still have to decide whether or not we're going to talk about it. Although I will say, whether or not we discuss it, we do have to acknowledge that. You share your favorite film with the president. 
I, I was quite uh, quite excited to hear that. I will say it has been my favorite film for three decades. Um, so it's always been my favorite <laughs> film uh, for a very, very long time. Uh, actually, almost almost four decades. A little scary there. Uh, but um, uh, but I was uh, you know thrilled to hear that it was also the fa the favorite film of the the president. I'm not I'm not surprised. I think some of the uh, values and ideas in there would be things that he would champion. So it's uh, 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 and it also won Best Picture. So I think it was favorite for about uh, That's film true. of yeah i mean eventually i'm sure we'll have uh president biden on the show and then i'll have to ask him uh when was it his favorite because i'm sure you you you, you, were, you got there first so joke now please don't tell me the whole joke just yeah. give me the sort of general idea because if we pick it then i want to hear the joke right. uh, my favorite joke is about the difference between dogs and cats so. <laughs> perfect okay how about album my favorite album is Sade's Diamond Life okay uh, yeah, so. all right all right well we'll see and place my favorite place is a certain arena in the Hofburg in Vienna and it's representative wow. of a certain type of place I'll explain if that's one of them. <laughs> okay. See, this is the problem with the show. But I think one of the tantalizing parts of it is that those are all really interesting. <laughs> I want to talk about all of them. But this is the idea that maybe in the future you come back, et cetera, et cetera. Bonus, bonus, that type of thing. Okay. I don't want to keep things lean, you know. So without further ado, let's find out which two we're going to talk about today. You ready? Choice number one is album. Oh. Okay, so that's okay. number one. Are you ready for number two? Number two. Film. Film. Ah, okay. okay, we're going to talk okay. about your favorite album and your favorite film. Mm. Fantastic. Okay. So, let's go. Okay. How about album? Please, okay. go ahead. Uh, my, my favorite album that I put, as I say, it was uh, actually Sade's Diamond Life, and it came out, of course, in the 1980s, and I and I mm -hmm. loved it because one, she has just a fabulous voice. It's rich, mm -hmm. and and she brings in so much emotion. And it was at a time in my life um, when I was exploring new things. When I was in a new place, I had I was uh, living in uh, living in England at that point, uh, pursuing my graduate studies, and um, to see this fabulous international woman who was both black and global and glamorous was just really exciting. Uh, and uh, uh, and I thought her songs were just so, so rich and love, and I loved it. And it was a time um, when a uh, time when I met your your father, my future husband, and uh, um, so I just have fond memories of listening to this music at a fabulous period in my life when mm -hmm. when the world was opening up and uh, um, the possibilities of who you might be in life uh, were things I was thinking about as a, as a young adult um, and so that I just I, I just think she's just she's fabulous and that and that uh, that album meant that period of my life to me and I still love it fair enough that's really interesting so would you say that's one of the main things you associate with that album that time of finding out new things has it stuck with you since i mean have you revisited it yes yes it, i i also picked it because it's an album that i still play you know there are things right. that i loved at different times in life but but this is something that i still listen to and i've listened to basically mm -hmm. my entire you know since, since my my 20s so it's been decades you know and, mm -hmm. I, and it's uh, it's something that's still meaningful to me still um emotional for me and uh yeah so it's it's it's, an, uh, it's uh, i just see i hear it on the you know if i hear it on the radio if i hear it in the car if i hear it you know or, or if i uh, i play it at home that uh, yes it is something that that that, that i still enjoy 
When, if you remember, when uh, did you first hear it? When I first hear it, I think it's very funny. I associate it as it's kind of slipping into place, different place, but I associate it with, <laughs> with um, Hollywell Street, which is funny, which is Street, street in Oxford. And uh, but I, at that point, my graduate shows, I was living in rooms in a house on that street, um, mm. and so um, I think I must have heard it on the radio. Um, and, uh, and that, and then that, 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 that's interesting because it is, it was, you know, long before we were walking around with the, uh, with the, with the modern uh, devices that we did have, of course, like <laughs> Walkmans and other things to, to listen to it on. Um, mm-hmm. and of course, remember a lot of things I had on both, uh, cassette, uh, before having it on right. CD. So now I'd have it on CD, of course, originally I had it on cassette so I could pop it into my Walkman and, and walk around listening to it, you know? So I think about walking around listening to it. You know? Did you buy it immediately or did you sort of think about it and then? See it in the store and maybe come back. Do you remember? Don't remember exactly, but I probably because um, I didn't buy that much music. I listened mm-hmm. to a lot on the radio and so forth, and so um, I think one of the one of the few things that I actually bought, uh, actually uh, bought. <laughs> and of course now I had now 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 we have various versions. Now we have the CD version. Obviously there you know <laughs> multiple kind of versions of formats. You know it is funny to have so many different formats at the same time in the same house. <laughs> so. <laughs> Now, how about your uh, favorite songs from it, or is oh, it the kind of the whole thing I think altogether? It's the whole thing. I think so. Mm. I think so. it's the whole thing. Yeah. Fair enough. Well, that's a lovely answer. Do you like uh, other Shadi albums nearly as much, or is that by far your your favorite? Uh, others are nice, but this is probably by far the one I liked. Again, maybe because it's the whole album, the whole way the whole album made me made me feel, um, uh, as opposed to the uh, specific song. <laughs> that's lovely. Well, that's very interesting. <laughs> would you say that um, after you started listening to it, did you would you show people, or would you kind of keep it? to be your own sort of thing yeah it's something uh, yeah it's something that um steve and i would listen to and and, and so forth and then, and, and when, mm. when we'd hear it we'd listen to it and obviously we have it to have it in house now so yes it's it's so share, share it with people who are close to me uh-huh. that's great do you tend to share music do you think or do you like to keep it sort of something that you or does it depend on the music right you know oh that's such a good no i i that's a really interesting question I think actually that I've tended to share music with people, you know, people I love, you know, that is, so it's something I share, you know, uh, with my family mm-hmm. or with uh, close friends. It's not so, you know, but then of course, what I, I, that now, of course, people you know, share a lot more things uh, because you're sharing it, you know, because of the arrival of the internet. And so you can share yeah. things in a different way. And this, whereas I think mm-hmm. uh, for me that sharing music is a very personal thing. And that's something you share with someone, you know, you know, well, um, and that mm-hmm. because uh, the emotions in it are something you want to share with or, or uh, share with somebody else and mm-hmm. it's not um it's not usually necessarily a, a public thing necessarily you know so that's why i had to think a lot about albums because it's something that i think right. that's, that's really something that you share with people who are immediately close to you yeah that's very interesting i say that because i feel yeah. like mm. me, the way i personally look at it is so different yeah. <laughs> not, not in terms of an objective thing just mm. the way i just tend to approach talking about music i really try to i think it kind of put it out to people as something that's a part of me that i like the clothes i wear you know like something where look this is all this is my taste this is all a part of me this is if you're trying to get to know me this is what you kind of look at first as opposed to something that i share with people when i know them better but that's interesting it's just a difference between our our looks at this and, and it may also be different stages of life 
that um, as right. a, that I, I think I'm sure at the time in the that I was talking to other people about this really amazing singer Shade, <laughs> you know, and other people say, oh, she's right. really cool. I'm listening to her, you know, as, yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, but I think, and I, but as I mentioned, I think for songs or music or albums that stay with you mm-hmm. over time, that mm-hmm. there's something that reaches you on an even deeper level. And that's something that's probably much more personal. And so you're probably, probably that's why, why you continue to share music that means that much to you, probably with people uh, who are really close to you. I believe that. Well, thank you for bringing in Shade. <laughs> so category uh, number two yes. <laughs> we have is film. Yes. Now, I have heard you talk about Chariots of Fire for as long as I can remember, but yeah, right. let's let everyone else hear it, too. I, I know you have a lot to say about it, and it is a, it's a very interesting story, so please, please go ahead. Okay, so as you, you will not be surprised, and you can genuinely say that I have been talking about this your entire life. And, uh, but, uh, yes, no, I, I, I loved Chariots of Fire um, from when I first saw it. It came out in, in the early 1980s, won the Academy Award, I believe, in 1981. Um, and mm-hmm. what was fabulous about it, I, there are several things that, and several layers to why I love it. One, it's just a wonderful story, and it's beautifully told, and it's visually beautiful. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but, more, but more than that, um, that I, I, I love the, the sense of the, the characters who are striving to meet their own challenges. It's through the Olympics, but through their own mm-hmm. challenges. Now, this film in particular is very special because um, that's a time when I was thinking about where I wanted to go to graduate school. And I wanted to go to the uh, to the United Kingdom. And I did, as you know, eventually go to, go to Oxford mm-hmm. to do my MPhil and DPhil. But for me, to, to see this film, um, obviously a historic film, um, that set, was set in the UK, was very moving at a time when I was thinking about, about uh, moving there. And so it meant a, a very important part of my life. And I thought it was also very uplifting to see uh, to see them each you know challenging themselves to uh to uh, to uh, uh overcome really your own mind first for to then lead to athletic excellence and so this is one mm-hmm. this wonderful film i love the look of the 1920s and all of that but then then it turns <laughs> out that years later not not too many years later of course i meet this wonderful gentleman who uh, uh, and who's of course yeah yeah <laughs> my future husband and your father and of course it turns out he was an extra in chariots of fire because of course chariots of fire was filmed in cambridge and Stephen was actually in the film and so it turns out that in my favorite film long before i knew him i was I actually saw my future husband um and he is as you know identifiable because you can now with the freeze frame you know, watch the scene at Freshers Fair and actually see him, and and so that was amazing to think that that uh, in a sense it was you know kismet, it was fate uh, that uh, that we would meet and marry. I mean, it was just it was so so exciting. So and as you know, in our home we actually have a, a cast photograph of the entire cast with all of the extras, the students, uh, and all the students in their period costumes from the film are shown all seated together like in a big you know, team photo and there are all the stars you know in the front and there's, there's your there's, there's, there's your father sitting uh, sitting there so so the film has met a lot on so many levels uh to our whole family and uh, and i i i just you know just just love it for 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 uh for that reason as, as well <laughs> the ear the famous ear that's true that's true <laughs> <laughs> that's true uh, that's absolutely true so you can see and, uh, for so our yeah, listeners there is a freeze frame where my father's ear is visible in the scene mm-hmm. <laughs> and a little bit yes. of his face you can tell a little yes, bit yes. You, you can tell <laughs> you can tell that is tell. that is quite a story i guess <laughs> 
<laughs> I actually, I'm sure I have asked before, but at what point, when did you find out this right. incredible fact? It, it's, it was amazing. It was only, it wasn't the first thing that I, you know, said, talk, talk to Steve about. It was only, we'd been going out for a while before at some point I mentioned something about this film, you know, mm. and, uh, and Steve said, you know, they filmed the Cambridge like really <laughs> you know and, then, and those were and actual students were the extras and, like, and then he told me so, so it was I think many months before we realized that, oh my gosh I know I know if I, at some point I, we may have been having one of those conversations there's always talking about like your favorite uh, album like he was like oh and what's mm-hmm. your favorite film and it's like you know but uh, it, it, it was well before you before you realized yeah, so, so yes yes so, so that will probably always be my favorite film and, uh, and it, uh, it has uh, other, there are many other films I liked I was thinking about when you were asking me this question what other films mm-hmm. I, uh, I I liked but that, that film will just always be uh, always be uh, particularly special because it was still no coincidence well that is a pretty great reason <laughs> yeah, so, I actually am curious because part of the idea I know I ask people to bring in a favorite, but this does, I think, bring in a couple of runners-up. So I'm curious: has any? What are the films that have come close to you? Maybe over time to uh, either not necessarily replacing it. I doubt anything is going to replace Jared's Fire, but has anything come close? Right. Well, it's funny. I then thought about what were my other favorite films, and then I realized Mm -hmm. there was a, a common factor. So if I tell you what the favorite films were. The uh, the t- the top stuff that were probably North by Northwest, mm-hmm. Charade, and Indiscreet. Um, <laughs> well, I can sense one obvious yes. factor. <laughs> and then and then if I thought and then also on the list might be the nineteen forty Philadelphia Story. Uh, and then two others that'll be a surprise which which is one was desk set which is Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy and Mm -hmm. um as about the arrival of automation and actually and uh and and then uh, and has a great of course a strong strong independent woman in it and Mm -hmm. uh and then the other final one would be to fly which is the air and space museum film which was the first IMAX film I ever saw and as you know I used to be a pilot Mm -hmm. uh and uh, I love that I love that film but you may have guessed I I suspect what the commonalities of those other runners up are. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a certain gentleman originally named Archibald Leach, I think, who, That's right. That's for right. understandable reasons, changed his name to Cary Grant. <laughs> that is true. That's true. They are all <laughs> Cary Grant films. I kept thinking, what's the commonality here? And I'm like, yes, <laughs> yes, yes, yes. And North by Northwest. Hmm. Yeah, I, I, yes, yes. And so I thought, like, yeah, <laughs> maybe English gentleman could, could, could explain it. <laughs> could explain the link to the first one, too. Yeah, no. Fair yes, enough. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, and North by Northwest is funny because back when, um, again, I talk about the passage of time, but when I turned Mm -hmm. 18 and gave a a party uh, with my friends in college, and uh, in those days, of course, you you rented films, and we literally, as you know, I went to college in California, and we rented a film from a company that would send you out literally the reels of films so you could run them uh, to show at your party. And, and North by mm-hmm. Northwest was the film I ran. Now I could just rent it off my phone. <laughs> but but then, <laughs> then to pay to have you know the the film delivered and then run it and then send it back to the place was a big deal. But that was the film I showed, and mm-hmm. yeah, I still like North by Northwest. The other two <laughs> things about North by Northwest and indiscreet I have to give you an mm. international relations link to them as well of course which actually ties into Chariots of Fire too Chariots of Fire of course has the Olympics and as you know I've enjoyed mm-hmm. uh, watching the Olympics so for, for both for the excitement but also for the I think the importance of international cooperation um, North by Northwest has a scene at the United Nations in New York 
And Indiscreet is actually fun because Cary Grant goes back and forth between London and Paris. No, and Ingrid Bergman, of course, is in, mm-hmm. uh, in London, and uh, uh, where she's an actress, and he is a, uh, a businessman and a diplomat. And he, and he goes to an international organization in Paris, which is kind of a mixture of UNESCO and NATO, which in those days was still in Paris. And so he's you know, mm-hmm. speaking at an international event. So I like those where in, international multilateral diplomacy <laughs> also gets a look in, and it's Cary Grant. It's way, it's way cool. <laughs> <laughs> way cool. <laughs> <laughs> Another good reason. More good reasons. <laughs> well, I love it. That's a great so, list. Lots of reasons to like and a good, re- yeah, and a good logic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I bet uh, there's also maybe a little thread of uh, international education, oh, something yes. in oh, there. Yes. <laughs> oh, very much, very much so. About being, uh, being, uh, being, visiting other places, being open to mm. other societies, learning about other places. All of those actually have el- el- elements of that. This is something that I yeah. said. Something was important for my life and career as well. Yeah. And for me, um, Chariots of Fire, my, 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 my point about going to the UK, I was thinking about, because I was mm. thinking about my own international education experience, because I, I was going to go study and do my graduate work in another country. And I was uh, yeah. excited about, about that prospect and enjoyed seeing a, you know, fabulous film that was uh, that was set there, uh, albeit in a historic context, but with a very mm-hmm. modern sensibility. And you learn a lot about countries uh, from their film, literature, poetry, and so forth. And so uh, so that, that was, that was, that was a, a fun a fun part of it, you know. And of course, mm-hmm. the lead characters are students themselves, and uh, and yeah. uh, are in that stage of life when you're beginning to explore other parts of other parts of the world. I think uh, if that influenced you that way, and you influenced me that way, I have Chariots of Fire to thank for my own logic for going to the UK <laughs> I must and say, being a graduate student here. It is interesting. I look back now, and of course, it was filmed at uh, parts of it were filmed at Cambridge, where your father went. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, but then, of course, parts are filmed in Edinburgh, and so there are actually some fabulous mm-hmm. scenes of Edinburgh in uh, in Chariots of Fire. That some key scenes take place. Uh, one where uh, I mean, now I can identify the buildings because of you. Uh, and the times we go, we went to Edinburgh to see you, and now I recognize more. Of course, I recognize Arthur's seat, but recognize mm-hmm. you can actually see some of the university buildings. You're like, oh, <laughs> I know what that's supposed to be, or where and that, they oh, haven't that... been renovated since. <laughs> so, but uh, no, no, that was fun to to to, uh, to uh, realize that uh, that but that Edinburgh, that both England and Scotland both appear in the in the film, yeah. and that's part of the rivalry actually between the two uh, lead uh, lead characters. You know, so, but then, uh, but then, but then they end up at the Olympics, and you know, I've always thought that the the Olympics, at its best, and it doesn't always achieve its best. We know that, but at its best is again an example of people coming from many different countries to strive for excellence and i think that's a beautiful idea even when it even i know that there's been so many problems but it is a beautiful idea and i've had the the the, the great fortune to be a, a spectator at two different olympics in 1976 mm-hmm. in montreal and 1984 in los angeles and to watch that was incredibly moving and makes you think about what's possible when people focus on cooperation rather than destruction. So I, I think even even in these times you know, that we have to, mm-hmm. you know, hold on to those ideals e- even when sometimes they're not always being honored around us. Yeah, I believe that. That's a good point. <laughs> I could have imagined uh, one or two more horses in your films. Oh, but, actually, uh... <laughs> yes. If you'd asked me about place, if I'd done place, there were the the equines Ooh. definitely because the equines and the felines mm, true. Uh, appeared in two of the four, but they were not the two that came up. But yes, the the, the place has a has an it very much has an equine uh, an equine flavor. Mm-hmm. Well, this is the type of thing we will discuss 
on a repeat, on a <laughs> replaying favorites, perhaps in the future. But this yeah. has been really fantastic, Mom. Thank you so much for oh. doing this. There's been fascinating answers. Um, yeah. thank, you. thank you so much for this. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm I'm uh, I'm so proud of you, and I thank you. And I, I it's just uh, I, I just uh, I'm thrilled with all the things you're doing, and the fact that you bring people together with with with, with these. I'm really happy you bring people together with these uh, podcasts, and I'm I'm just uh, really thrilled that you invited me to be on. Thank you. That's a, that's really nice. Of course, thank you. <laughs> uh, I owe all of it to you, and your extreme generosity and loveliness, and love my whole life. I appreciate it. Thank you. I will say, on occasions like this, uh, I do kind of like to cheat the system a little bit because I want to hear the joke. So okay. if you wouldn't mind, <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> go ahead and tell the joke anyway. Okay, the joke is, what's the difference between cats and dogs? A dog thinks, you feed me, you shelter me, you love me, you must be a god. <laughs> cats think, you feed me. You shelter me. You love me. We must be gods. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yep, I think that's yeah. just about right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they are very much their own beings. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. Thank you very much, Mom. This has been lovely. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> right. Thank you again. <laughs> We'll have to have you back at some point to hear about the place because I would love to hear that story. Mm -hmm. But this is why we have many, many episodes. It can go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Mom. My guest tonight has been Esther Brimmer, extremely accomplished and lovely person, uh, CEO of NAFSA, former State Department official, and a wonderful mother, probably the best in the world, in my estimation. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on. Definitely the best in the world. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're sweet. That was fun. That was fun. Good night. Say second-handed love I can't see. It's good for some.